0: Uh, welcome
1: back into the Air Race Force Podcast. I'm Chandler Carney. With me, as always, praise God. What up? We have a very special guest today coming on our show. We're First very, ex-
0: ever guest.
1: very excited about it. He is our defensive expert, like the defensive coordinator of America. All right. This guy can, can break down any game for you, I think, 20, 25 years from now. Was a head coach in college football, uh, very special to us. Uh, it's Bray Sullivan. Bray, how you doing, man? Oh man, I'm doing great. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man.
2: That was a great intro. Hey,
1: hey man. At Air Sports, we like to we like to make you feel welcome. Do it big.
2: Over yeah, here. yeah. That was that was better than um, it was better than what my first wife told me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bray's coming to us from in the heart of Alabama country. So, first of all, that you and Nick Saban are best friends.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we had lunch today, uh, actually, and it was uh, eventful. Uh, no, I, uh, I wish I wish I could say that. I wish I could say I've even met him, but uh, I can't say I have.
1: But I will say Roll Tide. <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> Well, that's his boss, man. I mean, you could probably give him great insights on it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that he needs some of my
1: some of my wisdom.
2: All
1: right, so we're gonna get started with the news of the day, man. Uh,
0: what you got for us, Brady? Um, the big news from this week is um, Nick Bosa saying that he is done playing football at Ohio State. He's gonna he's gonna just rehab his injury, not come back to the team, he's gonna focus on going to the NFL. What do you think about that? Too?
1: I mean, it's it's a decision that didn't surprise me. You know, you see Kelly Bryant, nah. what he
0: did, and just people sitting out of their bowl games these days for it. So It didn't surprise me. I mean, he's a top-five pick, at least, probably the number-one pick before he gets hurt. So, I mean, no need to come back and play, like, maybe two or three games, maybe the playoff, and risk getting injured again and losing all that money.
1: Yeah. What's, what's your thought on that, Brady, on that um,
0: I'll be honest with you. It, it, it didn't really.
2: I, I kind of agree with y'all. It didn't really come as a, a surprise to me, especially like like y'all were saying. Um, with a lot of the guys now, we saw you know, uh, Fournette sit out ball games and games to make sure he was healthy for the combine and all that. So um, you know, to to step away from school and kind of focus on what'll be the big money maker for him. I, I don't. I don't I'm not gonna crucify him for it.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I ain't seen any bad comments about it though. I've seen all everybody on media and everything, everybody's supporting the decision about it. Yeah, I mean once you, you gotta know. support your future in I mean you can't really blame him for I it. I mean three or four games left in college or millions in the NFL. I think it's a pretty easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we
2: saw um I don't know if y'all if y'all remember but um in 2015, Miles Jack did the same thing, and now we see we see him yeah, and yeah. Uh, his NFL, NFL career is, you know, it looks pretty pretty good and pretty promising, barring any yeah. other horrific injuries. But uh, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah,
0: he's been a key part of the Jags defense in
2: Jacksonville. Yep, yep, even though they got torched this past week, but it happens
0: kind of where Gregor walks in and Jerry World and fired him up, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um I won't get too far off topic, but the, the skip Bayless video is, it's great radio. Uh, t- <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was very it was
1: not very well done on his part, but it was, it was a good comedy. Yeah. It
2: was a great comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so what's
1: your biggest takeaways from uh, college football this year so far?
2: Um right now Alabama's the best i mean i'm not I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting a mile and a half from Bryant Denny right now It's It's, it's, it's no contest uh, I will say that Auburn has uh been disappointing. I thought they would be better uh and obviously uh, I'm going to talk more along the S e c lines you know as as y'all usually do um i I thought Stidham would would have a better year. LSU surprisingly uh doing better than than I thought. So I think those those three teams are, are the don't. biggest the biggest things or talking points right now. Uh Alabama's terrific season. Um you know, there's obviously some things they could get better at uh you know, and then Stidham playing like uh playing like he's got other things on his mind. I'm not sure what those might be, but he is not great. And then Coach O well, has got man,
1: engaged, so you know, that could be a thing. He did get engaged. Yeah, well yeah. And I've I've I mean, I've
2: said that to people before and had him laugh in my face, but I'm like, he's worried about planning a wedding and uh not really thinking about completing ten yard out routes. So that's that's an interesting thing. It's a burden. Man. Yeah. Yeah, women, man. Yeah. We'll see if
0: it We'll find out this weekend if he's completely lost
1: it or not. I he'll probably find it this weekend in Oxford. No doubt. Yeah, um, <laughs> Ole Miss
2: uh, that the kind of a porous defense up there in Oxford, so he might be able to.
1: Top ten defense. He might be
2: able to to Top 10 kick it worst in gear.
1: Of all time. Yeah, man, you actually probably could be the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss right now. No joke. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know
2: what. I, don't, I can't even analyze what's going on up there. The talent's there. I just don't – I don't know. You
0: know it's just it's a, week, it's a crappy I'll, scheme. I'll tell you the big problem. We have defensive ends trying to cover tight ends and wide receivers, and I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to swing back. There's my negative this week. <laughs> as we as you know, I've been on the positive train for Ole Miss, and that's all I'm going to say negative about them this week. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be positive. I mean I'll I'll take that bullet. I'll be wrong.
1: glass glass right, so half Brad, full top guy. On
0: this. Oh yeah.
1: Well I mean that's not a bad outlook. It's on always it, but half full. It's hard. So there's a lot of good coaches in college football right now. And I think we can probably agree that number one is Nick Saban, like all three of us. Is that I mean, is that agreeable? You're not gonna have yeah, to no. me. You know, number two is probably Urban Meyer. Hammer or Dabo. Yeah, uh so Brad, who's your top five? Come again. Who's your top five best head coaches in college football today? Well,
2: we'll go. We'll go. Nick Saban one. Uh, Nick Saban two. Nick Saban three. And then, and then after that, I'll have to go with. Um, you know, he hasn't he hasn't done well this year. Uh, obviously, uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers are zero and six. But I can't count out Scott Frost and, uh, you know, look at his past accomplishments and say that he's not in the top five. Um, But I'm kind of on the the Dabo train. I think think that he is up there in in the top five as well, just because of of what he was able to do there at at Clemson and uh, put them in the conversation year in and year out. And also him – being an Alabama grad and, and playing at Alabama has probably got something to do with it. I mean, that's just my unbiased opinion. But, uh, and then, like like you guys said, Urban, he, he's definitely in the mix as well. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Urban guy. Uh, we're not going to get into all that unless you want to, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to stay out yeah. of that one, I think.
1: Yeah, we're talking straightly. We're uh,
2: yeah, that's a uh, sticky situation there. But I do think I do think he's. Will a, say
1: he is an A plus I do lot. think he
2: is a a a fantastic coach and um, is is a great recruiter. Even if it does come to, to his demise, uh, sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's true. I right. I agree with all those. I'm not completely sold on the Scott Frost thing yet. Yeah, I'm not just, either. Just. He did great things at UCF. I just want to see him do it at the power five level before I. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, UCF F- national champs.
2: Guys, come on.
0: <laughs> I just, I just want to see him produce at the power five level before I'm. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, you want me to go ahead with my top five? Yeah, you go with your top five. Ready? All right. Number one, easily, Nick Saban. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to dispute you with that. Yeah, I mean, number two was close for me. You look at all Urban's done, but I'm going to throw Dabo in there just because of what he's done at Clemson, building that program basically by himself. I mean, you look at the two places Urban's been, Florida and Ohio State, both natural powerhouses are big names, household names for everybody. Clemson really – Really wasn't there until Dabo got there. Yeah. And I'm going to throw Urban in at three. And I'm going to throw – I know it's only – he's still young as a head coach, but I'm going to throw Kirby Smart in at four. I just think all he learned from Nick Saban, it's obviously on and translated into Georgia and what he does there, sort of like Alabama, the SEC East. And then at number five, I'm going to go Lincoln Riley. Chandler, you probably saw this one coming. Yeah, I was actually – I'm shocked he's five. I just think he just – he ain't improved a whole life yet. I mean, he's still young and hasn't been a head coach for a while, but I just believe what he's done in the short time at Oklahoma and offense coordinator as head coach standpoint, you can't argue with the results. So, there's my top five. Yeah, I agree with all of those, except for maybe the the, the last one.
1: Uh, I'm not buying Scott Frost either right now. Uh, But – the only thing that I would change is I probably would put Lincoln Riley in there for me. I would put Chris Peterson at Washington mm. in there, just because you see what he did at Boise State and the ballsy play calling that he does, and then he goes to Washington and he makes him a contender. Yeah, before Brock Hewitt and his clicker, you know, after he left <laughs> and took the clicker with you, that Washington really wasn't known for it for football. Nobody
0: football. saw that coming. And
1: then he turns that around, gets him into the college football playoff.
0: Now they're a national power.
1: Yeah. I think that they're an elite program one or two years away from being that.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have all the talent in the world, especially next year with Jacob Eason coming off that transfer sit-out rule.
1: Oh Yeah, dude, I could not
0: wait for Jacob Eason
1: to to get in that purple and gold and see what he can do. Uh, You know good and that's my favorite player, my favorite quarterback in college football, and I'm really ready to see what what he can do up there.
2: Talent's there. Yeah, I think that's a –
1: any, I think that's I a good, uh,
2: uh, you know. I kind of he kind of falls off my radar being over there on the on the northwest coast in Seattle, but uh, he's definitely yeah he's Stay definitely up. yeah Pac twelve after dark. It's good stuff. He's definitely a, a great coach to uh, do what he did at Boise State with the Statue of Liberty. You know, very famous uh, Fiesta Bowl play, and then to to take oh, yeah. his talents um, to Washington and, and make them. A, contender year in and year out and travel thousands of miles to play Auburn and, and games like that. It's a, it's definitely a
1: – Which was basically
0: – they don't get enough credit for that game, I don't think. Because yeah. that was basically – it was a home game. For
1: oh, them. yeah. It was a completely different Auburn team than what you see if now. That,
0: Plus, it was early in the day, yeah. them coming from the West yeah. Coast. If they play
1: right
2: now, Washington, uh, I, mean, I think Washington yeah. takes care of Auburn. Um,
0: Easily. Easily. I don't think anybody disputes that. All right, so we're
1: gonna uh we're gonna get into our picks and we got enough time so if you wanna stop and you wanna break down any of the games, you're more than welcome to. Uh but first up on our list we got Michigan at Michigan State. Brady Scott, who are you taking in this game? You wanna do our dog first? Yeah, we can do our super dog. Uh Brady, don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, but uh if you have a super dog out there an area dog, uh, you can air it out for us. Somebody that you think they might just cover uh, mine is Charlotte at Middle Tennessee State. They're a sixteen-point underdog, and I mean, they got a guy at receiver that that really can get it going for them. And I really think that they might have a chance to beat them this weekend. So keep an eye out there on that one. Old prediction.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like that, bro. You got um, one? you got you go with yours, and then I'll I'll round it off on
0: that. Um it's been it was a tough one for me but we just talked about them having those great teams i'm going to go with colorado to cover against washington this week as a 17 point dog i mean they had a they looked terrible against usc last week in the coliseum i think that stings i think they had a good week of practice they're figuring their offense back out they get to the play in their style and i think they scored some points at washington and cover
1: yeah, Brady actually wanted
0: to take Tennessee as his dog. Oh, That's gosh. I don't know about internet. that. I took Arkansas. They covered. I mean, Bama hasn't covered every game. That's true. I mean, if you can pick Arkansas and they can cover, there's hope. To. <laughs> they lowered that by about six points. <laughs> trying to get them to cover.
2: Yeah. Um, and I, you might. I might have to, let's see. I'm liking I'm liking the Navy Houston matchup this weekend, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't yeah, even uh, looked at the spread for it, and it could be on the sheet that I have here. Um, and I know this is this this is great, up, great
1: radio. It's
0: eleven and a half. Oh, yeah,
1: that's a good spread. Yeah, I, um,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if. If Navy actually uh, made that a lot closer than 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 what the experts think, and wouldn't surprise me if they pulled out a win over over Ed O and the Houston bunch.
0: I mean, certainly not after what you saw them do in Norman. Yeah, I mean they take Oklahoma. Well, that was one. Navy. I went Navy. Uh, uh, that was my fault. The same offense. I mean reset. You know. It's it's the same offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that the, the
2: way that you know the the triple O and everything, I think they'll be able to take take Ed Oliver out of it. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if they ran right at him, honestly, and um, you know, yeah. make him pick a gap and and see what he can do against the the triple option attack by the midshipman. And and
0: with that style, if they put a couple drives together, I mean you're just – that takes like two or three possessions probably off of what you normally get yeah. per half. Yeah. So you're taking away possibly six drives a game away from a team that likes to run up-tempo and get things fast, and you take them out of rhythm.
1: Yeah, the over-under for that game is 60.5. And that that's something to keep your eye on. If I was a bet man, I'd probably say the under on one. I don't
0: know. That's probably what they want you to do. They'll, <laughs> they'll score combined 90 points.
1: All right, so getting in our picks. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan is a
0: seven-point favorite. You got Brady Scott in East Lansing. Yes. Uh, part of me still likes Shea Patterson, so I'm I'm gonna go with Michigan as much as it pains me. Michigan State's just been too back and forth this year. You never know what Michigan State team you're gonna get, and that's why I go. I gotta go with Michigan on that one, just because. I mean, Michigan State's look great at times. I mean, they go into Happy Valley, beat Penn State, and then they look—they look lost at times. Yeah. yeah Michigan.
1: Yeah. Brad, who you got, man?
2: Um, you know, I think—I think Michigan is going to win that game, even though it's at Michigan State. But I do think Michigan State will. Uh, I look for it to be a twenty-five, twenty-two type—you know—ball game. It wouldn't surprise me if we had some funny funny plays and get a, a weird point total there at the end. Uh, you just never know. You never know what you're going to get with, with those two teams. You can throw out the record books, you know, so, so to speak.
0: Especially in the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take Michigan as well. Just like that punch you saw.
2: Exactly. Who Exactly. Thought? <laughs> so, hardballs hard hey, so have no trouble problem, with man. them. So, we'll
1: see.
0: Harbaugh's had trouble with all his rivals, but I'm going to leave it at that.
1: Yeah, he's not winning against Ohio State either at the end of the year, I don't think so. We got Oklahoma at TCU up next. Oklahoma's an
0: eight-point favorite. Uh, You got Brady Scott. Um, Oklahoma coming off the bye week and the loss to Texas. I mean, they just had – you give them an extra week to mull over that loss to Texas, which they really played poor. and still had a chance to win it late. You take. I'm taking Oklahoma. No surprise, and I'm taking them big.
1: Taking them big. Eight points.
0: I don't think. I think they'll have eight points by halftime and continue to build. I just think it's going to be a blowout. Brady, you got man. Um, you know,
2: I want to say that it's going to be. It's going to be close. My my. I, I'm just not an Oklahoma guy, but I think they win, and I think they win by three touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be close. It's an 11 a.m. kick and uh, a rematch of the of the Big 12 championship last year. I think Oklahoma comes out firing off their bye week and uh, puts TCU to rest early.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with y'all on Oklahoma winning. I don't know about winning big. They're gonna win with with Gary Patterson at helm, but but yeah, I think Oklahoma
0: wins this game. Too much Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown and CD Lamb and that one. Yeah, but then I mean, you didn't name any defensive guys.
1: So. Yeah, that's
2: that's actually uh, I mean, a, TCU can an put an up interesting uh, thing that that you bring up. You know, Oklahoma kicks stoops to the curb, and uh, they got Ruffin McNeil, who coached with um, Lincoln Riley early on in his career, coming on. So it wouldn't surprise me if he uh, revitalized that that defense in their bye week, and if if they come out hungry and uh, a little upset, and and try to you know, hit hit TCU with some exotic blitzes and put them behind the chains early
0: on. I mean, you're definitely going to see some different schemes. Oh, uh, yeah. You'll probably see corners playing a lot tighter and a lot better. I hope so. But you just never know. It's Big 12 football. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, any given, any given day you can see 100 combined points easily. Very, very easy. I mean, you just never know. All right, so
1: next up we got NC State at Clemson.
0: Clemson's a 17-point favorite. Who you taking, Bray Scott? Clemson and Death Valley. Trevor Lawrence is healthy. Um, that's really all you need to know. Clemson wins. Yeah. Who you got, Bray?
2: You know, I think Clemson wins. I think it's going to be close. I think it comes down to a field goal or maybe a, a, a late drive. NC State's good. Their quarterback's good. He gets the ball out quick. Uh and I think he will be able to get the ball out quicker than Clemson's top tier D line can get to him. Uh I look for a lot of screen action and uh I think N C State, you know, might might even have a have a lead at half and Clemson has to rally uh to come back and I, I see that one coming down to a, a last second type drive or play and N C State covering.
0: I mean, wasn't it a few years ago where NC State missed a field goal to beat Clemson? Yeah, I think so. In the first year they went to the playoff, yeah. I they missed a field goal late, or its time expired that would have won that game, and Clemson ended up winning that game in overtime. So I mean, they know what it takes to win there. It's just a matter of fact, can they? Yeah,
2: Ryan Finley, NC State's quarterback. He's uh, he's actually a sixth-year guy, so he's got some experience going up against Clemson, and. um you know, I think, I think it'll come down, to, come down to the very end. It might might even see it overtime.
0: It wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Clemson, and I really, but if I I take NC State to cover, I don't think
0: Clemson's 17
1: points better than them.
0: 17 is a lot. The way Clemson. Yeah, does. it's
2: almost like the uh, yeah. makers know something that we don't. Um, you know, I feel like that's just a lot.
0: It's a lot. I mean, they do it every week, and then it just seems always to be within a point or two of it. Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand how they do it.
1: All right, next up we got Colorado at Washington. Washington's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: Who are you taking, Brady Scott? Well, as you know, I have Colorado as my dog. Don't don't get that misinterpreted. I have them as my dog. I have Washington to win the game. I think, I think coming off that loss to Oregon, they're eager to get a win. I think they may be a little banged up after that hard-fought loss, but I mean, overtime game in Eugene, and to lose the game like they lost it—I mean, I think it took something out of them. But I think Chris Peterson has them ready to go, and they win the game. Closer, it's going to be close. Yeah. So you take it, Brady. Uh, I agree Brady. with
2: Brady on a, on
0: a lot of that.
2: Um, I think I think they keep it close. Uh, Washington is obviously. Uh, a good team and Peterson Peterson does well with, with Washington, uh, but Colorado, man, they, they look good this year and uh, a five and one record. And I think like just with the NC state and Clemson game, I think 17 and a half is, is a heavy favorite for Washington. I, I think Washington wins, but it'll probably be a, a, you know, a 10 point, 14 point game.
1: See, I don't buy into the Colorado hop. I don't think their offense is that good. Uh I'm taking Washington and I'm taking them to cover. I think they'll cover big and they'll win by three touchdowns. Uh,
0: just coming off that loss, you know, they're pretty pissed off. It sticks with you, but I mean, is it a letdown loss or is it a building loss? You just you just don't know how the team's gonna take it.
1: Yeah. All right, next up we got some SEC football. Mississippi State is going to Death Valley to take on LSU. LSU is a six and a half point favorite. Who you got, Brady Scott? Um, can we revert to the
0: NFL and have a tie in this game, so neither one of these teams win? I agree. I think I'd like to see that in this game, but if I got to pick, I mean, how do you not pick LSU at home? It's going to be a six o'clock kick in Death Valley, nighttime. You can't, you can't pick against them. With Mississippi State's offense looking the way it has, yes, they have a strong defense, but it don't mean anything if you can't score. So, I have LSU winning that game.
1: Are you taking break? Uh,
2: it could easily be a a game that LSU could kind of look over uh, coming off the big win against Georgia last week. Uh, but I don't think they do. I think the alternate uniforms uh, is something to kind of – I know that sounds sounds crazy, but it's something to kind of keep them, keep them up and – get a little extra height behind already a a night kickoff there in Death Valley. I think LSU wins. I think they cover. I think Nick Fitzgerald gets sacked at least five times.
0: At least. I mean, if no other reason, they're they're letting the band play neck again. So, I mean, that alone gives them about seven, three or four stops on defense. Well, in the
1: wise words of
0: uh,
1: Lee Corso, not so fast, gentlemen. Oh, my God. I'm taking the Mississippi State Bulldogs in this game. Oh, wow. And here's an air out prediction for you. Joe Moorhead's about to do something that, that Dan Mullen couldn't. He's about to be a top-five team. They're going to go into Death Valley and beat LSU. And Nick Fitzgerald is going to have the game with his loss He's going to rush for 150 yards, and he's going to throw for 200. Wow. And the
2: defense is going to keep Burrow under that's, control. That's a bold prediction, my friend.
1: I don't buy into LSU being good, and maybe I will after this week. I've I've known you a long
0: time. I think that's the boldest statement you have ever I'm not buying
1: the hype for LSU. I'm not buying the hype that Ed Orgeron's a good
0: head coach. I mean, I'm not saying I'm buying it. I'm just believing the facts that Nick Fitzgerald is just a terrible guy. You don't have to be a great head coach when when your OC
2: is getting paid $2.5 million a year. Uh, that's true. You know, you just gotta be the, the motivator and I think that's what Edo does well. No. And I'm I'm just looking at Fitzgerald's stats here, and I know he had a great game against Auburn, but the guy's sixty one of one hundred and twenty three, he's got four touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. Oh yeah, he's a terrible passer.
1: Um, you didn't don't, say don't he's gonna be.
0: pass for two hundred yards.
1: He is. This is gonna be the game that, oh that gosh, it just comes man. together. Oh you think gosh. about Bo Wallace when they beat Alabama at fourteen, oh and then you look at him against LSU.
0: It's two different people, and he's gonna show up in this game. If he can't show up in Starkville with the home crowd and the cowbells, he's not going to show up for a night game in Death Valley. We're going to find out Saturday. We will.
1: All right. So next up, we got Ohio State at Purdue. OSU is favored by thirteen and a half points.
0: Brady Scott, who you taking already? know. Quick one. Ohio State. They got one of my Heisman favorites in Dwayne Haskins. Easy pick. Brady, That's you got. Okay,
2: um, yeah, Ohio State covers, I think it's close at halftime, uh, but I don't think it ends up being close at the final whistle. Ohio State wins. They win by at least three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Ohio State's, you know, going to win this game pretty pretty big. Uh, even with it being in, you know, West Lafayette, it's just – I mean, Ohio State's a, a man among boys right now. Uh, next up, we got Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Kentucky's an 11-point favorite. Freddie Scott, who you taking?
0: Um, I'm taking Kentucky. I mean, a lot of folks sort of may have rode them off a little bit after a loss to A&M, expecting Georgia to go into LSU and win, and win handily. Now we have both teams with one loss along with Florida looking for a potential. Kentucky's in this thing in the East. Yes. And I think that motivates them. And Benny Snell bounces back and has a great game our plays better than he did against A&M's defense. Ray, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah,
2: Kentucky coming off a bye. uh, I think they're going to be ready to go. It's a late kickoff there at Kroger Field in Lexington. It's going to be hype. Uh, Cash Daniel, the prototypical white boy linebacker, is going to be ready to uh, rip off some heads. And Kentucky wins – they, they win. They cover. I don't think it's close. I think they run Vanderbilt off before
0: halftime. Yeah, I think that I think that loss last week, the letdown against Florida, I think that took a lot out of them. Yeah, I agree yeah, with I that.
1: Think- you're the big question in this game, though, is, who in a fist fight, Derek Mason or, or uh, Mark Stoops? You think Derek
0: Mason could take you? I don't know, man. Mark Stoops, old country boy, grew up with three or four brothers. I I think it's a good fight, man. Brady, what do you think on that? Yeah, I would.
2: Uh, Derek Mason's got traps out of this world. Um, I think he wears the vest to kind of put a little bit uh, put a little bit on him and show off the guns. Uh, he's a lot of dog. I don't know if he's got much bite. Like Brady said, the, the Stoops boy grew up in the in the house with all the brothers. I don't know Mason's background. But I feel like it would be uh, real scrappy, um, so I mean that'd be that'd be something I'd pay money to to see.
1: Yeah, I think Derek Mason just one one punch and he's he's done. No, it. Not, one punch. not one punch. No one punch. No. Uh, we got USC at Utah, and I looked at a lot of different lines for this game because I just, I really believe it. But uh, Utah's a six and a half point favorite over USC. Uh, Brady Scott, uh,
0: who you got in this game? Yes, USC got the, USC got a win last week against Colorado. But if you hadn't seen Utah play this year, they're sneaky good. Yeah. I th- I'm taking Utah in this one. I think especially at home, I, I just don't see JT Daniels. I mean, he hasn't really come into his own yet. I mean, he's still supposed to be a senior in high school. And he's quarterback for USC Trojans. I mean, he's still learning the college game. And going into the hostile environment of Utah, I just think, I mean, I think it's a pretty close line to what the game could actually be. And I think they're going to be dangerously close to covering. And I think Utah wins big. Bro, what are your thoughts?
2: I think this is a uh, a bounce back game from USC. They've had
0: a couple of letdowns.
2: Utah had a big win um, a few weeks ago and over uh, Oregon. So, I think – who was that was Stanford, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Stanford. Yeah. I'm looking I think at, they went they went into Stanford and won, didn't yeah, they?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know why. I'm watching Stanford and um Arizona State right now, so I should know that. But um hey, we,
0: I don't think I, don't,
2: I, I feel like USC's defense has to play really well to win this game. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Daniels put uh put their defense in some tough situations, throwing maybe a pick six here or there. Uh, but I think – I think Utah's uh, a formidable opponent and the spread kind of throws you off just because you, you see USC and think, you know, dominant, you know, football team. Uh But I, I do yeah. think they win this game
1: outright, yeah. I'm going to say USC in this game. Uh, I agree with you, Brady, that Jakey Daniels has not lived up to the hype you yet. taking USC? Yeah. To win, yes, and okay, and but I think that USC can get this, get it done against Utah. Uh, So next up, we got University of Texas at San Antonio going into the Rock and playing the Southern
0: Miss Golden Eagles. Southern Miss is favored by seventeen and a half. Who's taking Brady Scott? Um, I've seen Southern play. I've seen some highlights of Southern this year. I have seen nothing. On UTSA, so the Rock will not be rocking, but Southern Miss will get the win.
1: Bro, who are you taking this weekend in that game? Uh, so I it kind of cut
2: out there a second. What? Which one are we on? Uh,
1: UTSA at USM. Oh, so we're Mills. going
2: back home at the Rock, huh? Southern, yeah, B-
1: man. Show us some, some Southern, Southern Miss wins to the top. Yeah, I think Southern Missile win this game, too. Uh, if not anything,
0: Addysburg gets some love in this game. Shout out to my uncle if you're listening. That's to make you happy. <laughs> so, there you go.
1: Penn State's going to Indiana. They're a 14-and-a-half point favorite against the Hoosiers. Brady, who do you take in this
0: game? You know, Indiana always has one of those games at home where they fight a power, power team and fight them down to the wire. Penn State coming off uh ugly loss. Hadn't really been playing well since the Ohio State game. I mean, I think this is that game that Indiana shows up and plays well against that team. I don't think they win, though. I'm taking Penn State in a close one.
2: Bro, who are you taking? I think Indiana covers. I don't think they win. I think it's close at halftime. But Penn State pulls ahead in the second half i think Tracy mcsorley uh rebounds and has a, a stellar performance this week after after two letdown weeks and uh yeah i think i think penn state wins pretty handedly and after after the uh after the half i think they they pull away with it i
1: lost to Michigan state i think penn state will bounce back this week and get that win against them Uh, Wake Forest is uh, going to Tallahassee to play Florida State.
0: FSU is favorited by 10 points. Who you got, Brady? As we all know, Florida State narrowly avoided the upset against the bye week last week. So, I mean, it's in Tallahassee. Wake Forest got blown out by Clemson a couple weeks ago at home. I mean, I I like their freshman quarterback, Sam Hartman. I like what he has the potential to be. I just don't think he's there yet. We've seen Florida State. We saw him at, We saw it at Miami. They sort of started to figure it out a little bit. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but I think after the bye week, coming off of that momentum, even though it was a loss, I think there was positive momentum going into the bye, and they're reset and refocused for this game, and I think they win pretty easily.
2: Yeah. Bro, who are you taking this game? Florida State wins. Florida State does not cover. Florida State's not good, guys. Their offensive line's atrocious. Uh, Francois, I'm surprised he doesn't have three broken ribs, if not more. Uh, yeah, they do win. Uh, they win on a last-second field goal. Book it.
1: I'm gonna take Wake Forest in this game just because I don't think Florida State's that good. I know it's at home uh, and they're coming off a bye week, but I think I think Wake Forest will get the win and get a little bit momentum going into the last part of the season.
0: Uh, next nice. up we got, I was just taking uh, sort of the better of the two worst teams there. Yeah, well, in the Baptist is coming out in me, man. I got to take the Demon Deacon. Yeah, okay. Demons? Yeah. Demons or Deacons? Deacons. Okay. All right, next up we got
1: Virginia at Duke. Duke's a seven-point favorite. Who are you taking, Brady Scott?
0: Virginia. Virginia. Virginia beat Miami last week. Riding high going in into, going the into Duke. I, I, I have, I have a, a love for Cutcliffe for what he did for Ole Miss, but I have to go against him in this game. Bro, who you got in this game, man?
2: Duke wins. Uh, Duke also covers. I think they win by two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I haven't saw a lot on Virginia. I know that their record looks decent, but – I think Cutcliffe has a few trick plays up his sleeve for this one that end in touchdowns, and you know, give, Duke the, give Duke the W in this one.
0: Finally different.
1: Yeah, uh, Daniel Jones, he, he's come back for Duke, and he's been playing exceptionally well the last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm taking the Blue Devils in this game. Next up, we have Auburn at Old Miss. Auburn is favored
0: by three and a half points. Brady, where are your thoughts on this game and who wins? We just can't get no respect, man. They're favored by three and a half points. It's a, it's a, it's a coin flip. Coming into Oxford, 11 o'clock kickoff. We saw what Auburn did last weekend, 11 o'clock kickoff at home. What do you think it's going to look like on the road? As you know, I'm positive, positive, positive on Old Miss now. I think the defense – surprisingly shut, shuts down the run for Auburn. They still don't figure it out this week. We start to see a little more pass rush come in. I think the defensive line gets there. I think the offense coming out, we're going to struggle a little bit in the first quarter or so against that high-profile Auburn defense. But I think as the game game wears on, our receivers are just going to wear on their DBs, and that's going to open up room for Scotty Phillips to make a few big, a few big plays. And Jordan Thomas continues um, on his run of big games, and Ole Miss gets a win.
2: That's
1: great, great
0: insights, man. Thank you, uh, Bray. Who are you taking in this game?
2: I look for Auburn to bounce back. Uh, I, talk, I talked oh, earlier how Auburn was kind of disappointing, more of a letdown this year than than I would have expected. I think they, I think they bounce back. I think Metcalf going down for Ole Miss is going to help Auburn's uh, defense and their their run game a little bit think they're going to load the NW. Yeah, Ole Miss has a lot of weapons on the outside, but Metcalf's right up there. Him and AJ right up there at the top, and and I think that helps Auburn more than it hurts. If Metcalf was available for this game, I'd be tempted to tease the uh, Ole Miss pick there. But I think Auburn wins uh, by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a, a, a lower scoring affair than, than most would think. I think the I think the over under is six, yeah, sixty three. I look for it to be a a twenty a twenty seventeen type ball game.
0: In the words of Pat McAfee, hammer the over.
2: Uh, so you're going the, the opposite way oh of
0: that. God. Oh, I think there's gonna be a ton of points scored. Yeah, I uh, mean get twenty one and Auburn can get fifty, so <laughs> I'm going to take Ole Miss in this game,
1: uh, and that might be a little biased. I don't think Auburn's that good. But if Jordan Tomlin can actually show up against an SEC football team like he did last week against Arkansas, I know Arkansas is not very good, uh, I think that this team can win even without Metcalf. So the defense actually has to come and play, but I think it's going to be a very close game, but I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I agree. We're about to get into Bray to Bray's neck of the woods down there in Dreamland. Uh Alabama is going to Knoxville to play Tennessee. They're twenty nine point favorite. Bray, we're gonna let you pick first and you can tell us anything you want to about this game, break it down, whatever, man. This is all you Okay, well, I'm actually gonna be in
2: Knoxville for uh this one. Um uh, making making the trip up. The two thirty CBS kickoff. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, nice. So you know it's it's twenty nine points is the spread there, and I think we win by thirty five. I look for Tua to play the first half. If it's if it stays a little bit, even just a little bit close, I think they're gonna. Uh, limit limiting if we jump out early because of the the knee situation, but I do look for us. I do I look think- for us to jump out early. Uh, Jerry Judy will probably have uh, a touchdown catch on the opening drive. I think we run all over them. Uh, Tennessee. I feel like they're they're going to be riding high off that. Auburn win last week and uh, not really be ready for the physical attack Alabama is about to take up to Knoxville. And I, I'll go ahead and give you a pick on this game since since you guys gave me the, the free for all to kind of go all out. Or, I'll give you a score prediction, I should say. Alabama 52, Tennessee 10. Not even close. Yeah. yeah. Not, not even, even close. close.
0: Yeah, I think he continues. I think he continues his streak of not playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I, yeah. who knows? Who knows?
2: Yeah, well, we do have um, the lowly assistant Butch Jones on the sideline, so I think that cancels out the Jimmy Pruitt <laughs> effect in Knoxville, and Alabama wins big.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Alabama to win big. Um, I don't see it being close either. When you said fifty two to ten, I was really thinking, you know, fifty two to seventeen. I think they'll get one more touchdown there in Garden yeah. Time. Uh Tennessee's just they're not that good and it's it's not Jeremy Pruitt's not yet at least. Uh they are going off a big win with Auburn, but Auburn and Alabama are on two different ends of the spectrum as far as football goes. So, yeah. Bama wins, Bama covers, I'd I'd hammer that. Brady you got something for us,
0: man? Yeah. We got we got Tennessee coming off a big win, emotions riding high, getting back in the Neyland Stadium, and you know it's going to be rocking. It's going to be a hundred thousand plus. Can Bush Jones get them ready to compete with this Alabama team? But I'm just not sold. But can this get the Volunteers fired up? But with my pick. Oh my bad.
2: Two,
0: three. There was never a doubt. The tide will roll, and it's not going to be close.
2: Turn it off. It's
0: not going to be close. It's not going to be close.
1: It's a great song. All right, we got the game of the day. College game day is going to be there. I really wish that I was going to be in Pullman, Washington this weekend. I never thought I'd say that. I checked hotel rooms on Kayak.com. Shout out to Kayak. If you want to advertise here, let us know. We'll
0: get you in.
1: <laughs> there's one hotel with two rooms left for $400 a night.
0: I'm surprised there's a room left.
1: It was at the American Inn and in Motel or something like that. But uh, I think it's going to be a really good ball game. It's going to be a really good atmosphere. Oregon at Washington State. Washington State is actually favored in this game by three points as of Tuesday. I don't know if that lines moved at all. Uh, Bray, who are you taking in this game, man?
2: man? I I can't I can't not take Washington State. I can't go against Wazoo and my my dear close friend Mike Leach, my pirate lover Mike Leach. Uh, Game day, going into Pullman for the first time. We all know the, the history of the Washington State flag uh, flying in the background of all college game days. I don't know if you saw. I'm sure y'all did the uh, the video of the bus coming into w- Wazoo oh, yesterday. Was, wow. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a Wednesday, and there's thousands of people out, uh, pumped, ready to go. Uh, the crowd, it's going to be one of the most electric college game days ever. can't wait to uh, to stream it and use all my data on the drive up to Knoxville. So, uh, <laughs> I picked Washington State to win outright. I think it's a high score and a fair. Um, in Oregon, they have a chance at the end, but Herbert throws a pick and Washington State seals the deal.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not going against Washington State. Oregon's very good, very respected. They, they're they coming off that big win against Washington. But this atmosphere is going to create a different vibe. And the sip boy from Brandon, Gardner Minshew, the Mississippi mustache, he's going to get it done. And Washington State's going to win this game outright.
0: But back to what you said, Washington State is favored by three points at home. Game day coming in, it's electric. First time they have ever been there, and Bray, I apologize in advance. This reminds me of a game a few years ago right here in Oxford. The tide come in, riding high. Game day's here for the first time ever. One of their bucket list spots for the Grove, not even as big as this. The students are going to be out all night. They're going to be at game day. You're not going to be able to shake them with a stick. It's going to be wild, as you already know. Mike Leach is one of my favorite coaches in college football. He always has something up his sleeve for these type of games. And like Ole Miss game against Bama in 14, you see the energy from, the, from game day to the Grove Stadium, and the team really feeds off of that energy. And I think that could translate into the Washington State game. Mike Leach is going to have a great game plan, but not so fast. Oregon's coming off a big win against Washington. They know it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Justin Herbert is just... bad. They got a lot of weapons around them. The defense isn't terrible. I think they're going to make some key stops against Washington State late in this game, if it's even close late in this game. I just think the Oregon offense will be way too much for the Washington State defense. And this one... If Washington State comes out slow, you better look out because this one could be a route. Yeah.
2: Well, that
1: does it for our picks, but we're going to get uh, our college football playoff top six as of right now. Uh, Brady Scott, who you got? Pass.
2: You know, pass.
1: Bray, you got yours ready for, it, man?
2: You said they call top it the, po- the playoff top six? Yeah.
1: yeah top as, if it ended right now, who who you think would be in?
2: Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, Alabama one. I feel like Ohio State makes it through the Big Ten, but I don't have them at two. I have them at three. Uh, I have Clemson coming out of the ACC in the two spot. And for whatever reason, I feel like LSU is going to sneak in um, at four. Just just, just solely because of the fact, uh, and this is all hypothetical, of course, if Alabama goes into to Death Valley and, and wins a close one and then ends up winning, LSU ends up winning out, Alabama also wins out, I feel like they can't I, – I know LSU will have two losses, but them knocking off Georgia and if they finish out the season – just with with one more loss, it's going to take Notre Dame going down and it's going to take teams going down. But I feel like LSU does slide in as a two-loss team. Uh, But I say all that to say it wouldn't surprise me if Oklahoma climbs back up the ranks and if um, Michigan also – stays stays right in there because I, I feel like they want Michigan in there. But we'll see what happens with Ohio State and Michigan at the end of the year. So I, I'll go through them in order. We'll have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State three, LSU four, Oklahoma five, Michigan
1: six. Yeah, that's actually the first time uh, Michigan's been in uh, either in any top six for uh, area sports. Uh, I actually have them at my six as well. Um, I don't think that they'll stay there. Uh, It's going to come down to that last game of the year for sure. But I got Ohio State at one strictly because of the Penn State game. I'm still riding high with it. Once Bama goes into LSU and beats them, they they will jump to my number one and probably remain there for the rest of the year. Then I got Bama at two. I have Notre Dame at three just because, you know, they have pulled out. They've gutted it out in a lot of games. They ended up beating Michigan. I know it's the first game of the year. I uh, have them at three. I Have Clemson at four with Georgia dropping out, and I put LSU at my five,
0: and then Michigan at six. I mean, they're still looking at looking at all these teams that are still in the mix. Yeah, there's a lot. The great thing about college football, or for the, this college football season, everybody who's still in it. They have to still play each other. Yeah, I mean, you got the game this weekend with Georgia. No, that's not this weekend. Bama you got Bama. the you got the upcoming game with Georgia and Florida, yeah. which is going to play a key key role in the East. Yeah. If Georgia gets the SEC championship with one loss, you can't count them out of getting getting back in. If Bama goes to Baton Rouge to beats LSU, and I think that basically puts LSU out of it, but they they're more than deserving to be in right now. And then you got the Ohio State-Michigan game. I think that determines who comes out of the Big Ten. And, I mean, if Notre Dame or Clemson, they scuffle anywhere, that opens the door for Oklahoma to get right back in it. Yeah. Because I think they're the odd conference out right now, them yeah. in the Pac-12. But my rankings go Alabama 1. I mean, you just can't, you can't deny what you've seen on the field. Yeah, the the competition may not be the same as it's been for Ohio State or some of these other teams, but you see what Bama does to it. I mean, there's nobody – they're playing in the SEC and there's nobody on the field who can can compete with them. I got them at one, Ohio State at two. Um, Clemson bumps up to three. I sneak Notre Dame in at my four, slightly over LSU at five. And then I have Oklahoma right back in at six. I think they bounce back and have a big win to put them right back in the conversation.
1: Yeah, those those are uh can't really go wrong, but it's coming down fire the with them. A lot of a lot of teams still in the mix. Uh, right now Brady, who you got to win the Heisman?
0: Your Heisman favorite? Well, I've said it before, I'll say it again: Tua, Tua, Tua. I mean, video game numbers. I mean, I'm gonna let Bray touch on more about what he's done. I also have. Haskins and Murray's still in there. And I have Justin Herbert climbing the ranks, slowly climbing the ranks. I think a big game this week could really boost his stock and put him right in the conversation to be in New York.
1: Yeah, I like
0: uh, Tua as well at one. Uh, I'm,
1: I'm going to go with Haskins at 2 you know, I'm
0: back off McKenzie. No, he's week.
1: still in there.
0: Yeah, he um, won last week, though.
1: Yeah, but he had a slump with Memphis. Uh, he, he was just shot 300 yards passing with one touchdown, but didn't turn the ball over. I uh, still like him. You know, I still think he has a, a potential Uh Bray, who you got for your Heisman candidates?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, I'll just go verbatim with with Brady Scott and Tua Tua Tua. Uh, I think that that just the sheer um, statistics. I mean, to not and it, it's not even that that they really that he has a lot of of numbers. I mean, but you just look at twenty-one touchdowns, zero interceptions, seventy-one point five percent completion senate, completion percentage, uh, almost two thousand passing yards. And and you look at Jerry Judy, the number one receiver, I mean, he's liable to have a thousand yards receiving on around thirty catches. So that says a lot about about Tua and his ability to, to put the ball where he wants to put it. And I think you can't overlook that when it comes to when it comes to the Heisman race and just the, the talent disparity between Tua and, and the next guy. And the next guy would would have to be Dwayne Haskins. But uh I just feel like Tua's the, the better arm talent and, and overall a better uh quarterback. And like I said, that's my unbiased opinion, you know. Uh <laughs> but that, the beautiful thing about college football is, uh, like, like you, like y'all touched on earlier, we'll we'll have to see how the season shakes out, and hopefully, we will stay healthy and uh, be able to continue putting up the the insane numbers that that he's putting up right now.
0: I mean, the thing is, he still hasn't got into the what the games where you would say he has made his Heisman moment. Yeah, and he's already leaps and bounds, according to uh, me, obviously. Leaps and bounds above the next guy right now. I mean, it's, and he's not even playing full games. Like, he's putting up these numbers in halves or in three quarters. I mean, it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we look at the the worst game he had was last week, and he still had 265 passing yards and three touchdowns in the air. Uh, so, it's just, it's just ridiculous, the talent, the arm talent that he has. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's tough when you say around 300-yard passing game with three touchdowns is your worst it, game. Exactly,
1: exactly. Well, man, that's going to uh, do
0: it for us. We appreciate you coming on. But
1: before you go, we're going to ask you one question put you on the spot here. And then uh, for anybody listening that's going to come on the show, we're going to do this for you. Uh, just a random question. Bray, what is your favorite TV show to watch? If you had to watch one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh,
2: man. I don't want to uh, go with the cliche and say The Office, but I'm still going <laughs> to just because the – I told you. Just because the uh, – I don't know, man. The comedy in it, the – the yeah, it's, it's just all around. I could watch it. Uh, I've saw it multiple times. And I could, could continue to, to watch it. it. It's just <laughs> so, something about it, and – yeah, even even uh, Steve Carell came out the other day and said that 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 he wouldn't even want to do it again just because of of how good it was the first go around that, that he wouldn't want to mess with that and and I'd have to agree. So yeah, well n- let me turn around and ask let me turn oh, yeah. around and ask
1: you two the same question. Then. Well, mine's easy, man. Uh, I just finished probably last week for the eleven. How I Met Your Mother. Uh love the show, it's a great show. Uh great storyline in it and the way that, that they portray just the whole plot.
0: I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I could have I, really I could have guessed that you were gonna go there. For
0: this. <laughs> really were not prepared for this. Um Well a neither lot was of, Bray, man. A lot of good ones. I mean I just don't have that show that really sticks out, you know. The hundred? You wouldn't say the hundred? I mean, I'm just fresh off of it. I mean, that show's just too too much to go through again. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of um, The Big Bang Theory. That's a good show. It's say. a great show. I mean, I just feel like I could just sit and watch that one all the time. Then also Two and a Half Men.
1: Charlie, Charlie Sheen or Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and of course. Man. I
0: that's, figured you were going to go with The Ranch. I mean, that's another – I just don't – Something I can just sit and watch over and over. I just don't like a lot of drama. More comedy guy. Yeah. I think we all three are
1: really. Yeah. Well man, we appreciate it. Appreciate we hope it. you have Thank a safe
0: you. trip to Knoxville,
1: man. To for watch the on, ball man. Oh yeah, thanks
2: on. for having me guys. I, I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be the first guest on the Air Raid Sports Podcast. And um yeah, I hope I hope that it turns out well for, for uh you two in Oxford this weekend with the with the tires rolling into town, uh, but I don't
0: think it will. Uh, I'm going to have to bake the difference and keep my positivity against you.
1: <laughs> all right, man, that's all for us here at Air Race Sports. Thank you all for listening. Tune in Tuesday. <laughs>